0: Now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me.
1: Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them.
2: Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp.
1: Hello, people. So welcome to tonight's episode of Bible News Radio. I am your sweet and lovable host, yeah I am. And you know what we're going to do tonight, people? We're going to talk a lot about news. Yeah, we are. So, let's listen to this song as people, you know, live streaming platforms, roll the show out for a few minutes, if you're watching the archive, feel free to fast forward for the next two or three minutes if you don't want to hear the music. When I picked this song on purpose. I'll tell you why in a minute. But this is this is called Overnight by Amy Grant. If it all
0: just happened overnight, you wouldn't know how much it means.
1: You wouldn't know how much it means.
0: If it all just happened overnight, you would You
1: cannot see oh what you cannot see. You ever have a problem with what you can't see?
0: I feel like my pace is at a still. You'll wait till it falls to oh, my
1: daughter by the way
0: there's something to be said for experience that's right who knows what's ahead keep on going But you can stay a day at a time, one foot in front of the other, take it a day a day at a time, no need to hurry, hurry, take it a day at a time, it won't happen overnight, it won't happen overnight. Oh. Have a little faith. must appreciate every single day don't give up no have a little thing have a little faith. Must, appreciate. must appreciate every single day don't give up no if it all just happened overnight you wouldn't know This have- town.
1: is a good song people and I don't know about you but I really like that song um, <clears throat> for so many reasons <laughs> because you know we live in a society where you know instant gratification seems to be the clarion call of the day you know where where people just want it now oh, no no give it to me now if you don't give it to me now I'm gonna I'm gonna have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> You know, Um, and I was I was talking to a couple of people today um, uh, from Legal Shield who are some of the 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 top brass at Legal Shield. And uh, one of the things that I was explaining to them when I was talking to them about a question I had is is that. You know a lot of times people go into direct sales and they think that they're going to be at the level of somebody who's been in there 20 years um, but they forget that they have to lay a foundation and um, it's that way in business right i mean you start out with an idea and a concept and then you you end up building hopefully a platform i've had people say to me well well you know You have the ability to get big name A-list guests on your show. How'd you do that? You know, everything comes so easy for you. And I'm like, uh, I've been doing this 15 years, people. There is no overnight type success. And I'm still not a success in this world, in my opinion. However, what I would say is that everything in life worth having and being and going for, if it's of, you know, if it's merciful, just and the things that god wants us to pursue then it's worth taking the time to build it and take one step at a time cuz things don't just happen overnight they literally don't you didn't graduate overnight you didn't learn to s- learn to walk overnight when you were a child you didn't even you weren't even created overnight i mean god could have just said hey poof there you are human and created you overnight but he didn't he took 9 months to make you you know, and knit you fearfully and wonderfully in your mom's womb, you know he he fashioned you with with his divine invisible hands, you know, I mean, you figure that out. Randall and i were were talking about this, you know um, you know the the idea of how we are even human. <laughs> You know, it's crazy And when you really stop and think, when you really stop and think about yourself and you think about life and all the, the life around us, it is, um, it's hard not to believe in a, in a, in a creator. And, um, so tonight what we're going to do, we have a couple of articles we're going to we're going to talk about. I'm just, I'll read you really quick some of the headlines. California legislature approves measure criticizing pastors for not embracing LGBT identities. Ohio mega church on sale for $8 million, months after some congregants stopped giving over the pastor's affairs. Yeah. <laughs> Smart TVs uh, caught sending sensitive user data to Facebook and Netflix. Um, absolute theological bankruptcy union theological seminary students confess climate sins to plants. Yeah, they do. Uh, Jesus appeared to a middle Eastern Muslim every night, recited the entire gospel of John. And that this is actually a very old story, but I don't know why it's getting pressed now. Cause I heard this years ago at the vice voice of the martyrs conference. I went to, and one of Jared Wilson's friends says people struggling with mental illness Shouldn't it be in church leadership. If we have time, we'll get to that one because that's a big one. And then, um, and then, of course, today, September twentieth, twenty nineteen, is my dog's birthday. People. Mhm. Yep. Today's Mister's birthday, also known as Grover, also known as Mister, also known as Bubba, depending on the mood I'm in and where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> so uh randall when randall's ready we will we will share some pictures of our beloved baby boy our unofficial mascot of bible news radio and why randall's getting that ready i will say hi to people that i can see in the chat room uh, are we on facebook too yes we are we are okay uh so let me go over to our bible news radio facebook page and i will see if i can see anybody over there and let's see here, uh, maybe possibly share this to my regular page over on Facebook. Um. <laughs> uh, this is what makes us different than the Hagman and Hagman Report, people, hmm yeah. Okay, wait, hold on a minute. I've, but speaking of the Hagman and Hagman Report, or the Hagman report, rather. I guess the other Hagman is gone now, unfortunately. Um, let's see. I'm going to share this. I don't want to share it to a page. What's up? How come this will the... I don't want to share this to page people. No, I don't. Uh, so somebody said hello, people, over there for us. Was that you? That was me. I like how he uses my voice. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that made that up. Hello, people. <laughs> Ah, uh, send us a message. Share it to your story now. Okay, I guess I can share it to my fr- to my story. I guess I won't let it sh- share it on my personal page for some reason. That's weird. Whatever. Okay, I shared it to my story. And in the event that you're on YouTube, what other platforms are we- we're on? Twitch too, right? Yep. What's the other one? Mixer. Mixer. Okay, so it shows there's a couple of people on YouTube watching there is barb hello barb
2: and forest and forest
1: i see forest i see forest i see barb wait hold on a minute i see mia i see just kidding um anyway (laughs) that was supposed to be funny okay you're old enough to know about romper room. To to this day, I still think that's the funniest thing that this woman held up the mirror. And she's like, I see. And I'm thinking, who is she really seeing? She's looking in a mirror. She's seeing herself, right? Yeah. How many of you actually believed that she saw you if she said your name? Mm-hmm. She never said my name though, just so you know. Yep. Never never said it. So let's see here. Sharon is there. What? Sylvia Wanda. Dr. John is in the house, Jim.
2: It wasn't actually a mirror. It was just a, just a frame. Was it just a frame? Oh.
1: Gotcha. <laughs> Interesting.
2: Magic mirror.
1: But anyway, we're glad you're all here, people. And there's Bearface. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's him right there.
2: Mm-hmm. No. Right there. Yes.
1: I have to, to, to go your, that. To your left. I should put a piece of tape that says point left. <laughs>
2: it's just like you see it on the screen.
1: You're on my right on the screen.
2: But, I mean, but it's not... But if it
1: was flipped, you would be on the left, right?
2: Well, I mean, just... Would
1: he be on the left or the right people? (laughs) Do we know?
2: I mean, you're seeing an accurate accurate portrayal. So, you just picked up your tumbler with your right hand.
1: Yes, I did. This is my right hand. You
2: know that's your right hand. So, you know the other hand is your left hand.
1: This is my left hand.
2: So, I am on your left. Note the wedding ring. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, you are on my left Yeah. um... So, but it shows that you're on my right here. But yes, if it was flipped around, you would be on my left. But see, I have to look to the right to see you.
2: Technically, you're to my right. No. Well, I know. If I had a squirt gun,
1: I could squirt you, and it would it would land on you over there on the right. If I threw this bottle at you,
2: it would hit the wall. Because I'm not.
1: What can I throw at you that can make a point? Wait, I don't know. I could. Wait, hold
2: on. I could shoot this rubber band at you.
1: You could. Well. Oh yeah. Go ahead. I dare you. Go ahead. Dare you shoot the rubber band at me? I. I'm gonna throw this at you. Go ahead. Thank you. Did you get it? I got it. Okay. So, you hit the pole. I'm gonna shoot him now. Wait. I missed you.
2: Quite quite a bit, yes.
1: That's because I'm shorter than you are. All right. Okay, whatever. Anyway, so today... We (sighs) dressed. Of course, I could throw this bottle of water at you.
2: All right. Get on with it. If
1: you all of a sudden see a bottle of water flying over my head, then you know people that barefaced just threw a bottle of water at me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right. So today is Grover's birthday. Today is my baby's birthday. There he is. Oh, look at him. So we took him out earlier today. He's nine. Yeah, he is. Look at that cute face. Look at that face. He's so cute. Uh, he got a haircut. What, two days ago or is it yesterday? I think it was two days ago. Wednesday. Was it Wednesday? Anyway, uh, I
2: think so. Yeah.
1: Okay, so anyway, so he uh, got a birthday. He That's his toy. It's his new toy. We we took him a to PetSmart. Do you have slow motion video?
2: Um, can, you,
1: can you play that? We have slow motion video of him eating his greenie. We won't play the whole thing, but it's fun to watch because he's like... Have you ever watched a dog eat in slow motion? <laughs> you guys probably don't care, but that's okay. I warned you all ahead of time today on all my... Platforms. I told you that we were going to celebrate Grover. And I'll tell you why. Because nine years ago, my dog actually came into my life when uh, I was actually eight and a half years ago. Grover was born to a old woman who couldn't take care of him. And, he,
2: he was not born to an old. Well, woman. I mean, he lived
1: he lived with an old woman before, you know, and she couldn't take care of him because he was a puppy. And the very first time I actually. Um, went ahead and met Grover. He, um, was, I didn't really care for him. I didn't know who he was at first. He was this little annoying puppy. And I thought, Ooh, you're weird. And anyway, my, my friend Opal, uh, ended up having, uh, the, the Grover didn't get, didn't really get along too well with her dogs and they couldn't deal with him. Cause he was just a, too much. He was too much to handle. And then I had a hysterectomy And look at that face. Look at it. That's him right there. He's eating in slow motion. He's eating a greenie. We actually bought him a greenie today because he loves greenies and they're so expensive. I never buy them greenies anymore because I used to get them from a friend of mine at Pickleball, but they moved. Um, But so today he was eating a greenie and that's him eating it in slow motion. Is that cool or what? (laughs) But anyway, he actually became my grief dog when I I found out I couldn't have children. Uh, This little creature um became everything to me, this little little dog. Me and him just bonded and and we uh we just we were buds. We'd go on car rides together. I'd take him to Taco Bell, you know, he would get a little milk creamer every day. When I got my coffee I got an extra creamer for him. He would drink it and uh we just, you know. He's just my bud. I taught him how to give me a paw. I taught him how to roll over. I taught him. I taught him. Taught him how to bark. Uh, not really, <laughs> but he does communicate very well, right? And so let me, let me come here. Come here, B. So today is your birthday. Yeah, it is. All right, so everybody. Let's sing happy birthday to Grover in real time, all right? Count to three. One, two, three. Ready, mister? All right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear mister. Happy birthday to you. And many more. I love him, mm. such a good boy, you know that right? You're my bud. ah, <laughs> oh, he's such a good boy, yeah, he is, and you know the funny thing is is he's he's unfortunately he's going blind, um, and so he has you know, his eyes are getting cloudy and he's starting to run into things and not miss (laughs) huge, like jumping on the bed. He smashes into it sometimes (laughs) instead of getting on it, you know? So it's kind of sad to see, to see that, but you know what? He completely inspires me because he never complains about anything. My dog is the best dog in the whole world. Yeah, he is. He's better than Tuggy Bear. Hands down. My dog's
2: better than your dog.
1: My dog's better than yours. Uh, Yep. Hey. My dog's
2: better because I said so. (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah. Well, you know, some people, they're afraid to love an animal because they're afraid of the day that they're going to lose that animal. But I have to tell you that why? Why? Why be afraid, you know, to be attached to a little a little animal? You know, it's not worth it, man. They give you more love. Yes, you're going to have a broken heart when they're gone. But you know what? Don't worry about that. Just just love them while they're there. You know? That's my motto. So anyway, so there you go, Mr. Happy Birthday, Mr. He's like, whatever. <laughs> oh, and what was really funny is Tug, you know, aka the face of evil. We were at PetSmart, and what did Tug do? Tug is a shoplifter. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he is. Go ahead. Tell him the sins of your dog. The
2: sins of my dog? The
1: sins of your dog.
2: How, how long do we have? Mm-hmm.
1: No. <laughs> no. There's a lot of sins of your dog. Your uh, dog is the face of evil. My dog is an angel. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: PetSmart, they have strategically placed <laughs> in the checkout aisle these small chews, like these rawhide chews, where... Just just above the floor, the bottom shelf. And come on, you know dogs passing through there are gonna go on. And so yep. even though I had him, you know, on the leash, fairly short, next I hear this kind of crunching kind of sound I look down and he's got this thing in his mouth. <laughs> I'm like, Ew. it's like I guess we're buying this too.
1: That was like an extra four bucks, right?
2: I don't know. It was. it was. It was like
1: this. this little like rawhide thing.
2: Well, just just like you know, just like humans, the impulse buy stuff has the highest markup, and they put it there in the checkout aisle. So you know. The... I think it was three
1: ninety nine. Tug is a thief.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Yep.
1: Yep. But at least this year he didn't eat a whole bag of whatever it was. That one year he bought, he ate the well,
2: <laughs>
1: put in the back
2: seat. That was our mistake. Put in the back seat. <laughs>
1: Oh, it was funny.
2: But hey, it was his birthday then. It was his birthday. It was his
1: birthday. And yes, he ended up going to the bathroom a lot after that. I think he literally ate a whole bag of bones that was like 12, 12 big bones or something. I don't know what it was. But anyway, hey, gotta love your animals, people. Animals are, are important because God gave you animals so that you could love them, that you could, you could take care of them, and that they could teach you lessons about God. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Grover has taught me a lot of stuff. He's taught me about unconditional love. He's talk, taught me about a good attitude. He he is such... He's, he's just a good... He's the greatest dog in the world. Do our pets go to heaven? I think so. I think... I think animals go to heaven. I don't know if they really do or not. There's nowhere in the Bible. It doesn't really talk about it. But but I like to think that God, you know, brings them to heaven. So we'll just say, think of the best. Why not? You know? Unless it's a cat. Well, then they're destined, you know, for the other place. Just so you know. <laughs> Most of them are evil. And Tug, he might not make it to heaven. Because he is... <laughs> No, just kidding. All right, let's talk about the news. okay, we already celebrated my dog. yeah, we did and we chastised chastised Randall's dog. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, okay, so let's start with the, w- the lead story that you picked which was um, the absolute theological uh, bankruptcy. Union Theological Seminary students confess climate sins to plants. Yeah. I'm not making this up, people. I couldn't make this up. I mean, this is like, how do you, whatever. Okay, so listen to this. All right, it says here, Students at Union Theological Seminary prayed to A display of plants set up in the chapel of the school, prompting the institution to issue a statement explaining the practice, as many on social media mocked them. Rightly so. I was going to say, they should have been mocked. Yeah, they should. Today in chapel, we confessed to plants, the nation's oldest independent seminary, declared Tuesday on Twitter. Together, we held our grief, joy, regret, hope, guilt, and sorrow and prayer, offering them to the beings who sustain us but whose gift we too often fail to honor. What do you confess to the plants in your life? The ceremony, which is part of Professor Claudio Carvalis's somebody something class, extra activism, a ritual liturgical response, drew ridicule from many on Twitter, some of whom accused the seminary and students of having lost their minds. Mm hmm. Yeah, they did. In response, the seminary's Twitter account began retweeting users who defended the ritual and also issued a statement spanning a lengthy 10-tweet thread. <gasps>
2: That's lengthy, I guess, for Union Seminary.
1: We've had many questions about yesterday's chapel, the statement read in part. In worship, our community confessed the harm we've done to plants, speaking directly in repentance. This is a beautiful ritual. We are in the throes of a climate emergency, a crisis created by humanity's arrogance. Our disregard for creation, The statement continued. Far too often we see the natural world only as resources to be extracted for our use, not divinely created created in their own right, worthy of honor, thanks, and care. We need to unlearn habits of sin and death, and part of that work must be building new bridges to the natural world, and that means creating new spiritual and intellectual frameworks by which we understand and relate to the plants, and animals with whom we share the planet. Encouraging churches to turn from theologies that encourage humans to dominate and master the earth. (laughs) Union is ordered that we must birth new theology, new liturgy, or liturgy, liturgy, to heal and sow, replacing ones that reap and destroy. No one would have blinked if our chapel featured students apologizing to each other, this statement went on. What's different and the source of so much derision is that we're treating plants as fully created beings, divine creation in its own right, not just something to be consumed because plants aren't capable of verbal response. Does that mean we shouldn't engage with them? So if you're poking fun, we'd ask only that you also spend a couple moments asking, do I treat plants and animals as divinely created beings? Confessing to the plants was just one expression of worship here at Union, a spokesperson for the seminary told the Washington Examiner. Union Theological Seminary is grounded in the Christian tradition and at the same time deeply committed to inter-religious engagement. Union's daily chapel is, by design, a place where people from all the wondrous faith traditions at Union can express their beliefs, and given the incredible diversity of our community, that means worship looks different every day. Apparently. One day you may come in to find a traditional Anglican communion, and another day you may enter into a service of Buddhist meditation or Muslim prayer, the spokesperson continued, Another, you may find a Pentecostal praise service or a silent Quaker meeting. We create a home where people can worship side by side in traditions similar to and very different to their own. Through this process, we learn from our neighbors and discern our own faith more deeply. Yeah, we do. Affiliated with neighboring Columbia University in Upper Manhattan, Union became the nation's first independent seminary in 1893 when it when it sundered from the Presbyterian Church after the denomination tried to oust one of its professors for claiming the Bible is not inspired by God, among other things. German pastor and anti-Nazi dissident Dietrich Bonhoeffer was among the school's more famous alumni, who, who left after escaping the Third Reich to teach there briefly in 1939. Appalled by the liberalism of its students, Bonhoeffer wrote, they are completely clueless with respect to what dogmatics is really about. They are not familiar with even the most basic questions. They become intoxicated with liberal and humanistic phrases, are amused at the fundamentalists, and yet basically are not even up to their level.
2: And that's in the 30s.
1: Right. Bonhoeffer... Remembered the students openly laughed at a lecture on sin and forgiveness and accused the seminary of having forgotten what Christian theology in its very essence stands for. Disillusioned, he decided to return to Germany to resist the Nazi regime where he was executed at the Flossenbürg concentration camp in 1945 for his role in the July 20th plot to assassinate Adolf Hitler. Mm-hmm. So first of all, this... Uh, Union Theological Seminary, actually what they're doing is they are promoting ecumenicalism. Um, because they are, and and under the guise of so-called diversity. <laughs> I'm sorry, Muslims, Buddhists, New Agers, plant worshipers, don't worship Jesus. Just saying. Uh, Bible-believing Christians worship Christ and him alone and nobody else. And... It, it, I personally find it highly offensive that that they do this
2: I find it very sad
1: yeah i mean i'm um, offended i'm offended
2: by it I, i'm I'm not surprised by it, going back to reading about its origin that it you know it uh mm-hmm. it departed from the Presbyterian church when uh one of its one of its professors denied the the divine authorship you know inspiration of scripture. Um, I mean, it's just downhill from that. If it's just some book, a book about God written by ordinary people, mm-hmm. then, you know, anything goes. I mean, that, not surprising. I mean, that, if that was back in 1893 or whatever, then it's no wonder where they are today. But it begs a question uh, to them, I would ask, well, how is one supposed to treat their food? I mean, the biblical model we're given is to thank God for our food, uh, not to confess our sins to it.
1: That's what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Jeff. And Barb's right. She said it's pantheism.
2: Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm.
1: It is. You're exactly right, Barb. Um, yep.
2: And you know, <laughs> It's like... It's like you know, it's like, okay, so you don't want to, you want to embrace all religious traditions, whatever. Let's, okay, let's just get down to the brass tacks. At the end of the day, there's a such thing called a, a food chain. And all animals and plants, I mean, I mean, all animals and human beings, who they might consider just another animal, uh, all eat plants. We, we depend upon plants for our well-being. Even if we were strictly meat eaters, then those, some of that, you know, somebody eats plants, you know, in the food chain. And humans are, you know, kind of the top. So, you know, are you supposed to lay down your life for the plants? Or, I I don't know. It's just, it's like. The Bible
1: said the Lord put mankind, (laughs) he gave man dominion over over the the earth."
2: earth. Yeah, and it was put into the garden to tend it, right? Because because plants left their own devices will die. <laughs> well, yeah, just get overgrown, <laughs> and and
1: well, maybe not before the fall, right? mate but after the fall, they would.
2: Yeah, well, I think even you know before the fall that you know the the, the Garden of Eden needed a gardener, uh, to keep things going, and apparently, and um, anyway
1: this too is this too heady for what eight thirty at night it's not heady. yeah they worship the created the created rather than the crea- yeah. the right Rom- was blessed romans chapter one right there oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. blind wolf you're right so, so
2: but it's just it's just crazy this it's like okay let's let's take your smorgasbord of, of religion and mix it all up and a little buddhist the little islam little whatever I mean, looking at each of them, I mean, at the end of the day, we depend upon plants for our food source. It's like either us or them kind of thing. So, I mean, confessing sins to plants is what, I don't know.
1: You know, there's there's actually, okay, so there is a, and you guys can weigh in on this. Cause I'd love to hear your thoughts. because I'm,
2: I'm thankful to the creator for plants.
1: I I hear a lot of new agey people, right? Okay, so the, a lot of the new agers will talk about, and these are people in business, right, who tend to be the law of attraction type people. Yes, ooh, yes, the vibrations are coming near you. <sighs> and yes, it is true, okay? We talked about the rice experiment on this show. We had my friend Denise come on. And if you if you haven't seen this experiment, it's fascinating. You can go over to YouTube and just put in the rice experiment. And... And what the experiment is, is this researcher took rice. He cooked it. He, he put it in, he put three containers, put the rice in three containers. They were sanitized or whatever. They were all the, the same. And then what he did was, for like a month, he, he said loving things to one jar. He said hateful things to another jar. And then he completely ignored the other jar. And what happened is that the rice that he said loving things to remained white. Um, the rice that he said, you know, he labeled it hate, and so he said hateful things to turn black. And the other rice that was completely ignored was also really gross and black and stuff. So so there's this, this idea that um, something in the atmosphere, the vibrations that are all around us you know um that they can impact you physically okay and and so that's been scientifically proven the same guy also did it with uh with water he froze water and he spoke um or did he speak speak to it i think he did i'm trying to remember he spoke to it or did something i think he was speaking but anyway he said hateful things to like some of the frozen water and then he said loving things to some of the other. And what he found under a magnifying glass, or mag- however he looked at it, was that the the loving one looked beautiful. And the one that was declared the hateful comments was jagged and stuff. And, I mean, you can see this. This guy, it's documented research. A lot of people have actually replicated it. My friend Denise replicated the rice experiment. In fact, she actually did a, a counter experiment where she she and her, her grandchildren, I think it was, they were doing this homeschooling experiment, and they, they decided that they would they would do the, the original rice experiment. And they found out it basically was the same thing. It ended up white for love, and it was in the rice that was you got hateful things on it. it was black and all that. So, but, so she thought, I wonder if we can now take the rice that was spoke to nicely. And tell it tell it we hate it. And then the the, the the other, the hate rice, tell it that we love it if anything else would happen. And you know what? It did. And what happened was the white rice that was loved all of a sudden started getting dark and looking like it was hated. And the hate rice started turning white. <laughs> and it was all because of how, you know, the words, the power of the the vibrations or or the positive words whatever. And so uh yeah, so the the mechanism the mechan mechanism for decay. Did I say that word right? Mechanism? Mechanism. I don't I don't know um see, and that's the thing, right? Cuz the cuz the whole decay issue, that's why it was sanitized and put in, you know, sealed a certain way, I guess. But but regardless of the decaying factor, the fact that all three jars of rice were left out in the same environment and and they and everything, but the only difference was they were talked to differently, um, and it was impacted. And to me, it's a really visual. Uh, it's it's actually a very visual thing of what I I believe actually happens to people. Um, to it, I, I believe that that. It it actually shows you know how your words can hurt people, um, and all because we are we are beings we're electrical beings. Um, But my point in all of this isn't to say that we should be word of faith people or we should embrace this. But my point is is that there are a group of people that hold this almost as their religion they they say things like i'm going to hold the perfect thought for you instead of i'm going to pray to the lord you know they'll pray to the universe or they'll ask the universe to provide something and they will thank their food for existing i mean that's you know where i was going with this is that that people will look at the pineapple and they'll say oh thank you so much pineapple you're so awesome (laughs) and then they'll eat it you know I know it sounds crazy, but, but there are people that do that, They're, you know, and actually there's a guy on Instagram. I forgot his name. I can find it later, but he is, um, he works with plants and he works with animals and little critters. And he had a little video today on his Instagram account where it showed the plant and he, and he was touching it really softly and he called it tickling the plant and the leaves shut when he did it and he went and and all the leaves were open and then he went and he tickled each leaf on different things and they all shut. And so his, his, um, his theory is that, is that he was tickling the, the plant. And so that's why it was shutting. And then you could see him open up again after he stopped doing that. So, so there was some reaction to the living plant, um, you know, and then they actually say, if you talk to your plants, how many of you have heard that? If you talk to your plants, you know, they, they they thrive, you know, and all that. And, you know, if you yell at your plant, you're a dumb plant. <laughs> then it's like, it wills. Oh, I, it hates me, you know. So, but yeah, you'll, yeah, and the Bible says our words have power, and they do. They absolutely do.
2: Yeah, I don't think, I think we can take it to but the think, neck extreme and say right. our words have the power of creation. We can declare this and that and it will come mm-hmm. into being, because I said it, you know, the power of positive confession, that we're going to create things or, uh, you know, orchestrate things by the power of our word. Our word is not like that. Yes, life and death are the power of the tongue in mm-hmm. that, as experiment, the rights experience, rights experiment that, you know, things we say have an impact on others. Um, yes especially people that's why but
1: the things we say you know, also have a, an impact on ourselves as well
2: true right you know self talk whatever you know those it's why scripture tells us much about our speech and giving grace to the hearers and you know psalms hymns and spiritual songs and, and I could, you know several proverbs that talk about our tongue and the use of it and you know as uh, you know ornaments of or as ornaments of gold and you know Fittings of silver and
1: apples of gold.
2: Apples of gold, whatever, yeah.
1: Whatever. Hey, if you're gonna quote the Bible, quote it right, or yeah. you're gonna be a heretic. Just saying.
2: I have to go look at the Hebrew. But it actually, says it, it says apples. That's a popular
1: English. verse. I can't believe you, Mister Bible Man, are getting it wrong. Anyway. Yeah, you are.
2: Anyway, the Scripture talks a lot about our speech, but not as related to an agent of creation like the Word right. of God. Uh, you know, bringing things into being by our confession, and that—that's an unbiblical idea,
1: right? Joel and, Osteen preaches that crap.
2: Yeah. Um, what? Another thing, you know, the whole confessing to plants. You know, I think.
1: Oh, plant! I confess, I love you. Now I'm going to eat you for lunch. Just
2: kidding. <laughs> you know, I think I love you
1: with ranch dressing.
2: <laughs> we probably talked. We've probably talked about this way too long. But you know I think of the prodigal son. You have to
1: mock it a little bit. I mean, come yeah. on.
2: you know, I think of the prodigal son and you know having 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 basically betrayed his father and dishonored his father. What was his confession? I have sinned. Right. What did he say?
1: He was not worthy.
2: Boy, he who did he sin against? He said I have sinned against heaven and against you.
1: Not against the plants or the pig slop. But but
2: that's, 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 yeah, that's the priority, you know. Right. You know, all sins that we commit are ultimately against God. Yeah. And.
1: Yeah. Well.
2: So, so to confess directly to a plant, I mean, okay, maybe you, yeah.
1: I want to know when people confess stuff to the universe, what happens? Because, like, they they will confess stuff to the universe and I'm like what? I mean to me that doesn't even make any sense. Why not confess stuff to the creator of the universe? And that makes sense, but Well, say- because
2: in their view the universe is the creator. It's the self. The universe is a self-existent yeah. thing that works together to hmm. orchestrate your life.
1: What do you want? We're doing our show.
2: Astrology and all that kind of stuff. The cat always anyway, let's, wants... Let's move on.
1: Okay, let's move on to the Ohio Mega Church on sale, which is now on sale for eight million million, eight eight months after some some people in the congregation decided to stop giving because the pastor was having affairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? What kind of unfaithful congregants are these, huh? Who are they to judge? Just because the pastor was having some illicit affairs in the church doesn't mean they should stop giving, but this... Oh, you're going to love this.
2: It's the building that's on. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay, so listen to this. So, you're going to love this article. Oh, my gosh. When I read this, I was like... (laughs) I had to share it with you. Okay. Okay. So, months after Pastor Victor S. Cousins of Inspirational Baptist Church in Cincinnati, Ohio, pleaded with his congregants to start giving again while assuring them that he had not used their donations to finance relationships with multiple multiple women. His church's sprawling building is now up for sale. The church, located at 11450 Sebring Drive, is currently listed for sale for $8 million on the commercial real estate platform, loopnet.com. Perfect for campus, education, facility, medical, etc., blah, blah, okay case what it says blah, blah, who really cares? The Christian Post reached out to both Cousins and his church Thursday to discuss what prompted the sale, but a response was not immediately available from the church, which celebrated its 62nd anniversary on Sunday. We're celebrating 62 years of this church's existence. We're so grateful to the Lord for 62 years of ministry of the Inspirational Church. Let's praise God for 62 years. Our lives are better because of Inspirational. (laughs) Our city is better because of Inspirational cousins declared during a broadcast of his church's worship service on Sunday. He explained that Sunday now get this, okay, brace yourself for this. This is where I started busting up. He explained that Sunday was Women's Day and to celebrate that, the women were asked to give 50 bucks above the regular giving.
2: Let's celebrate you (laughs) by Huh? (laughs) Today's your birthday. What are you going to give us? 50 (laughs) Today's your day. Give us money.
1: First, the guy commits adultery or whatever with all these women. And now, you women, it's Women's Day. And because we're going to celebrate, you need to give 50 bucks more than what you usually give. He said the previous Sunday, the church celebrated Men's Day, and they were asked to give sacrificially in a similar fashion. Oh, really now? hmm. So were they declared that they had to give 50 bucks more, or was it just similarly... Well, anyway, it says here, our men did a phenomenal job. I got to tell you, the men stepped up in their giving. Our men really stepped up in their giving. Our men did so well in their giving last Sunday that they just put us where we normally are in our giving. <laughs>
2: <Which> is <laughs> what? They stepped up so much, they put us where we normally are. Where we normally are.
1: are. <laughs> it's like, really? Huh. Where are we normally? Hmm. The pastor's having a list of affairs, but heck... The men are giving, and the women give 50 bucks more above your normal giving, women. This is around the $25,000 range is where we generally need to be. He said, suggesting that giving at the church had still not recovered prior to his scandal last year. Well, gee. I just wonder what the heck. Like, why is this guy still the pastor? (laughs) Is it just me, or... Is there something wrong with this picture? You know, don't you think that the pic, the pastor who's you know mm, screwing around, you know, <laughs> he, should, he should lose his job? Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, anyway. so Bishop Paul S. Martin, founding presiding bishop of the Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship International which encompasses some 5,000 churches and 1 million members, confirmed last November that Cousins, whom he described as his spiritual son, had engaged in, quote, multiple, unquote, sexual relationships while he ran his then 5,000-member church. Martin's apology came after Andrea Garrison, a 31-year-old New York City model, went public about a long-term sexual relationship she had with Cousins after she discovered he was also seeing another woman and lied to her about it. (laughs) Oh, so she didn't really care. It was yeah. like, you know what? Hey, I'm enjoying having my time with you, and this is super awesome and great. You're a, you're a holy man of the cloth, yeah, you are. And but then she finds out she he's cheating on her, and then there's hell to pay. Ugh.
2: Yeah, that's that's the way it typically works, right? You know. With,
1: <laughs> but then it says with, here.
2: With, with... You know, so there's 159 s- and-
1: schools. Mm. Um, okay, I think that's that's a thing. But it says here, another identifi- unidentified woman who is an educator shared a story similar to Garrison's experience and alleged that cousins paid for her education with church checks and took her on trips to places like Paris and france during their time together cousins later apologized to his congregation for the affairs but insisted to members who had stopped giving to the ministry as a result of the scandal that he did not use their donations to fund his lifestyle any check you've seen belongs to me it does not belong to the church your who pays him your (laughs) your tithe and your offering goes into the church's bank account i don't have access to that account I'm not a signer on that account. My understanding is that some have not been giving because they were concerned about where the money is going. If you need excuse not to give, any excuse will do the embattled pastor said.
2: I I don't have access to that account. <laughs> sure, sure the the church, you know, treasurer writes me a, a check, a paycheck every every week, every month, whatever it is. I mean, yeah, it, Indirectly. I mean, technically, okay, it comes from your donations, but it wasn't like I was taking money directly out of treasury <clears throat> and funding my, um, you know, philandering lifestyle. So don't, don't let that be a hindrance to your giving. You know, what I do with my paycheck, even though technically it comes from your donations, okay, but, you know, not directly, not directly. It, it first goes through the church treasury, so... How I spend my money, that that's none of your concern. Don't let that affect you.
1: Maybe that's what we need to do. We need to have some type of illicit <laughs> affair, Bareface, me and you together, in order to get people to donate to us.
2: Well, no, that'll keep <laughs> them from donating.
1: I mean... Actually, you know what? Hey, everybody, I just want to let you know, me and Bareface, we're married. Yeah, we um, are. 27 years. <laughs> But, you know. He sleeps with me at night in yeah, the same bed. Yeah. yeah, he does. And you know what? He snores. Just so you know.
2: So, does she, so do she. I do too. I
1: do too. I snore and I sweat profusely.
2: Too, if anybody t- has, t-mi, t-mi. if anybody
1: has like a solution to where I cannot sweat and wake up like soaked constantly, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It does not matter, man. I am like. It's <laughs>
2: time of life. I guess. Okay. So. Um,
1: I'm like, I'm like, this is impossible for me to get through night without sweating to death. I think I'll have to have it sixty degrees in here from now on. All right. So, but,
2: but you know, imagine you know a Congress member saying, you know, being you know par for the course, gotten some sort of less affair, and saying, well, it's no big deal. It's, it's just my money. You know, it's not how, how I'm. It, You know, it's it's not actually your tax dollars. Well, yeah, it is. That's where where your money comes from. So, yeah. What a... Anyway. I don't have access to the account. I'm not a signer on that account. No, but who pays your salary? Where does that money come from? I'm going to bet. I'm just wild, wild guess here. That the money, the salary... The money to pay his salary comes from congressional donations.
1: Because he has 5,000 people that go to that church.
2: Mm -hmm. Congregational Mm -hmm. donations.
1: And you know, the name of the church is Inspirational Baptist.
2: (laughs) I love this (laughs) statement. The men really stepped it up. We're at the level of... Normal giving.
1: Yeah, they did. Woo, the inspirational Baptist (laughs) men. Yeah, we applaud you here on Bible News Radio for for giving a whole whopping 25,000 bucks. Yeah, you did to your philandering scoundrel pastor. All
2: right. (laughs) Let's move on.
1: Yeah, let's thank our sponsor. (sighs) Yeah, we do. We have a legit sponsor, people. Yeah, we do. Ariel Ministries. Thank you, God, for org. <clears throat> this is where you can get, like, some serious Bible, real Bible, you know, teaching. Good, solid theological, biblical stuff where you can learn God's Word in its context. And you can save 20% when you use the coupon code News. Yeah, you can. I encourage you to. Actually, you know, okay, Christmas is coming up, and so is Hanukkah. And this place, these places, or that place, that Ariel Ministries, is a great place to buy some Christmas presents, Hanukkah presents, or birthday presents. Hint, my birthday's coming up soon in a couple of days, really. What, today is the 20th. Well, anyway, in less than 25 days, I'm going to be 51, people. So, if you want to contribute, you know, a gift to Ariel, you know, then go buy something there and That'll show them that you like them sponsoring our show, which is super cool. And you can get some good stuff there. All right. Now, on the other hand, if you want to just donate to us directly, you can go to our website. Mm-hmm. BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. And you can give to your heart's content.
2: Let's see if that works. Yeah, let's see if it works.
1: And by the way, we do want to say thank you to those of you who ha- who have been faithfully giving, who are pillars of our community, and who believe in the work that we do, even though we had to cut back our show uh, to do more secular work, um, you know, you guys really still help us out a lot, and I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, you have no idea how much we really appreciate and value your support, um, you know, and we're not going to give you a, a rag with oil, and I'm not going to anoint anything, I'm not sending it to you, and I'm not saying sow a seed here either. Just so you know, if you like us, you like what we do, you could just give to us out of the kindness of your heart and God, I'm sure God will bless you, you know. I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to declare he will, but I'm suppo- I'm pretty sure he will. Um, yeah, just, it's,
2: it's working today. It I, is good. I All don't right. know what was going on with the interwebs last week. <laughs> last week. With, week. Hmm. But you could go directly to BibleNewsRadio.com and select the give page, but now the full URL forwards, it wasn't. Yeah. That's like, who knows why.
1: And you know, I want to testify just for a minute. <clears> testify. <throat> <Just, clears throat> I'm going to testify. You know, a testimony. We build each other up in our faith when we testify and give thanks for what God does. And, you know, um, it was probably a week or so ago that we had like a hundred and what was it? A hundred, hundred and fifty six dollars in our account something like that. <laughs> and, you know, we have bills to pay, right? I mean, like everybody, um, and you know what? One of our viewers donated a couple hundred dollars to us. And and it came at the perfect time. And, you know, we were able to go buy some groceries, which we need. I mean, we need to eat, you know. Um, and we so, need
2: plants, people. Yeah, so I'm... Truth and disclosure right here. I know. We're so, plant eaters.
1: I I am very thankful, though, for the fact that people donate to us. I mean, because we really genuinely... Truly need the money. We're not like and people. <laughs> Randall and I are out there doing our networking. We're trying to build our business with Legal Shield. By the way, I can testify. Yesterday, um, <clears throat> yesterday I had the opportunity to speak at a uh, networking group. My first time, I, I shared the Legal Shield membership, and and uh, um, and there was eight people in the meeting. Four of the people don't have the membership yet. Um, but everybody has expressed interest in getting the membership, and I will tell you what um nobody actually signed signed up. you know nobody actually signed up uh yesterday, but I know that they will because they see the value in the legal shield uh plan, which you know you guys definitely have to consider getting, and I'm saying this is somebody who actually believes in the product and I'm not getting filthy rich off this product. I'm not, you know, in fact, I had somebody sign up for it and they were like upset about something. And I'm like, you know, I made $6 and 66 cents on, on that (laughs) sale. If you choose to cancel the membership, guess what? That's what I made. $6 and 66 cents. Kind of ironic, isn't it people? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, but you know what? I sent them a thank you gift and you know what you know what it cost me to ship the thank you gift to them? It cost me almost eight dollars <laughs> because I believe in good customer service. And um anyway, and long story short, my point is that if you look at the Legal Shield membership and you understand the power of it, for twenty four ninety five a month, you can get your will done. And here in Tennessee, I actually did research... And, and I found out that the average cost of getting a will done in here in Tennessee for one person is $1,000. That's what the attorneys will charge you. In other parts of the country, it's going to be a lot higher than 1000 bucks. The average attorney's fee in California is $400 an hour. Uh, in Tennessee, it's between 250 and 300 an hour. And I'm pretty sure in New Jersey, it's probably over 400 In New York, it's probably even higher than that because these states are insane in their cost. Um but the service I have to offer you is amazing because people don't understand the power that you have when you have an attorney going to bat for you. And I shared this story yesterday, and I'll share it with you today just to give you an idea of how you can use the Legal Shield membership in a way that you might not think. And that is that uh, there was a man who was in a hospital, and this nurse was going to go give him some glucose. And she announced this to this guy and, you know, how nurses come up and say, oh, I'm going to do this for you right now. I'm going to give you some glucose. And the, the the patient said, no, don't give me that because I'm diabetic. And the nurse got a little bit defensive and said, well, the doctor's orders are that I give you glucose. And he's like, no, do not give me glucose. Don't. I'm a diabetic. And I don't know about you, if you've ever spent any time in a hospital. Doctors sometimes give the wrong orders. Nurses do stuff like when my mom was in the hospital getting cancer treatments and other stuff. There were a few times that my mom was administered stuff that she was actually allergic to. Even though she had it on the bracelet, the people that were administering the stuff did it wrong. Well, anyway, this guy, he was a Shield member. So he picked up his phone tap the app called the attorney and the attorney raised hell basically with the administrator of the hospital until they agreed not to give him glucose now a lot of people will go well i you know why would i why would i think about calling an attorney that's the point i'm trying to educate you and give you a new perspective on attorneys and how you can use them and not get charged like for every 6 minutes and with legal shield you can do that i have another friend her name's lori she bought a front-load washer, and that washer ate her clothes. It ate her family's clothes. She has five kids. <laughs> you know, it destroyed her clothes. After fighting with the company and them arguing over what the warranty covered and stuff, they took it to Legal Shield, and they eventually got not only a replacement washer, but they got thousands of dollars the attorney got for them in order to replace the clothes that the washer, you know, ate up on them. You know, most people give up. They go, oh, whatever. You know, they give up. But you know what? I'm telling you that if you believe this company, like I'm telling you, they've been around 47 years. Companies don't stick around 47 years if they are fly-by-night companies. And our company was actually bought out by, I think it was, I want to say, Crown Point or something point. Um, financial and it, and the people that bought it out, they spent two years investigating and doing all their due diligence before they underwrote Legal Shield. We're, we're we're in the black. They pay well for their associates that do the work, and um and the reason why is because it's like a crowd f- funding, just like Netflix. You can get a million movies for a little fee. You can get unlimited access to an attorney law firm for that limited fee. I have had. Um, I've I've signed up almost 50 people in one year, and I have not had anybody I've signed up actually cancel their membership because it's proven time and time again that it it pays for itself. We have member perks as well. So anyway, all that say, if you if you want to know more, you know, keep watching the ticker down there. Do you have it in there? You can get in touch with me for Legal Shield or mm-hmm. identity theft protection too. ID ID identity theft is is rampant if you don't have that yet get it um you know and protect yourself because you're gonna need it at some point security breaches are all the time happening i got one from cafe press i think i already shared that but i got a i got a thing from cafe press the breach was in february and i just got a letter here in september i'm like are you kidding me (laughs) you know so anyway let's see here Crystal Jean says I am so dealing with a narcissist that is playing with me currently acting nice after years of emotional abuse and cheating. Um, are you still there crystal on, on uh, YouTube that you said that? Cause I'm wondering if you have a question about that as opposed to just sharing your experience. Um, if you do, I'd be happy to address it. um, okay randall do you have any thoughts about anything i just said or uh or what while well, we give um no no some time to
2: uh i don't get paid to think
1: <laughs> give crystal some time to respond all right i am going to then do the next story uh the california Legislature. Okay, California, you know, we know that you belong in another world. Um, And I say that as a person that lived there 36 years, I think. We
2: escaped from there.
1: We escaped. Yeah, we did. I'm super happy we escaped from California. So this article uh, says, California legislature approves measure criticizing pastors for not embracing LGBT identities.
2: Yeah, they did. (laughs)
1: Ah, okay. Evan Lowe is behind this, as always. The California legislature has passed a resolution blaming religious leaders and groups that support sexual orientation and change effort therapies for the suicides and attempted suicides of those who identify as LGBT. In a, par- a party-line vote last week, the state Senate approved Assembly Concurrent Resolution 99 which demands that people of faith in the state change their approach to ministering to same-sex attracted men and women and others who identify as LGBT. The resolution, though non-binding, was sponsored by Democratic State Assemblyman Evan Lowe of San Jose, The text of ACR99 criticizes pastors, counselors, and other religious ministers helping those who are struggling with unwanted same-sex attraction or gender confusion. The resolution calls religious views about sexual ethics that do not affirm LGBT identities, quote, stigmatizing beliefs, unquote, that contribute to depression and suicide. The measure comes just over a year after AB 2943. Legislation also brought forward by Lowe would have categorized such counseling options as consumer fraud. The legislation had been approved by both chambers and was headed to the governor's desk for signature before Lowe ultimately withdrew amid public outcry. Which was a miracle, and we knew this scoundrel was going to bring this back, and uh, here it is. Since ACR 99 is a resolution, it requires no signature from the governor. Supporters of the resolution assert that religious liberty does not apply here, as it amounts to discrimination. They also argue that such counseling from faith-based groups is psychological torture and mental health malpractice. Until recently, the interpretation of the First Amendment was one that religion could not impose itself on other religions," said Democratic State Senator Hannah Beth Jackson of Santa Barbara. "That one should have religious freedom to discriminate against others is a relatively new concept. Mm-hmm. I have said for years that this is this is where this has been going. Um, legislatures who voted against the me- measure highlighted the encroachment on First Amendment rights. Republican state. Senator Andreas Borgias of Fresno said that while the resolution does not have the force of law behind it, we are treading into freedom of speech territory that I think should concern all of us. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, the point here is that, um, yeah, there is nothing new under the sun here, people. This is the same BS from the LGBT activist lobby. And what they're doing is they are trying to criminalize Christianity, pure and simple, and they're hurting their own community because they're not actually, they're not being people of, of integrity, really, because the people who, who are identifying as, a, as gay, let's just use that term, you know, who, <laughs> who uh, don't want to be gay, they're basically saying, you know what? You have to be gay. It's like they're holding a gun to their head, Sam. You, you have to be gay. You have to be gay. You have to be gay. We cannot give you help because you are gay. You are gay. You are gay. Um, because it's how you feel. It's valid, valid, valid. And you have no right to change that <laughs> in yourself.
2: Even if you want to. Right.
1: And, the, and so they're forcing. They are the ones forcing these people to kill themselves because because they won't let them get the help. And yet they're twisting it like, oh, it's those religious folks, it's them doing it. And you know what I've been inside these people's activist programs and I've sat there um, and I've listened to their propaganda straight from their mouths and I have had I have heard these leaders say um, stuff like, You know what, parent, if your kid is gay, you either have a gay kid or a dead kid because there's no other option, you know, and if the kid doesn't want to be gay, but they're struggling because they're gay, that kid can't get therapy because now that's actually banned in 37 states, I think, and yeah, that's why I'm not a licensed therapist, you know, and I have a friend right now who's really struggling with this in, in their life because they're, they're going to have to deal with it. Um, you know, And a lot of therapists are. In fact, the therapist that we saw who was a marriage counselor to us, she actually encouraged me not to get licensed because she saw this coming down the pike 15 years ago. And now it's here, people. Bare face.
2: Yeah. Basically, the ultimatum they're giving to anyone with same-sex attraction, even unwanted, is learn to love it. Either mm-hmm. learn to love it or learn to love it, but either way, you've got to learn to love it. Yep. <laughs> There's no, I mean, if that's not dogmatic. I had to, I had to crack up uh, internally about this, uh, this one paragraph in here. Uh, I'm going to throw your picture up just because it's the way the frame is. Okay. But um, until recently, the interpretation of the First Amendment was one. That one religion could not impose itself on other religions. Really? Whose interpretation? <laughs> I the, know, right? The way I read it is that it limits the powers of Congress against free speech, uh, against the, you know, uh, um, you know, passing laws against any establishment of religion. You know, with or respect to establishment religion i.e. not to interfere with religion and the free exercise thereof not to interfere with the freedom of the spread of the press or of speech um that's pretty much where the first amendment not that one religion could not impose itself on other religions i don't know whose interpretation that is but until recently it was somebody's interpretation and, and the this new one supposedly is that one should have religious freedom to discriminate against others. Who's <laughs> interpreting that way? Right. So, so when when um, so while the the sexual anarchists are hard pressing this, you must embrace this. If you want it or you don't want it, you've got to embrace it and celebrate it. And those saying, usually, usually conservative Christians, but not always. I mean, sometimes can, it's secular conservatives say, hey, you know, freedom of association. Plenty of libertarians out there with no religious affiliation saying if somebody doesn't want this, they, they, they have an unwanted same sex attraction, they should have freedom of association and thought to, you know, deal with it. Uh, deal with it in therapy, or however, however they choose to deal with it. Just if you, you know, you, you, you smoke cigarettes, but you want to quit. Yeah. You know, maybe you there's some aspect of it that's appealing, or you wouldn't do it, but ultimately you don't want it because it's not good for your health. You should have the, you know, freedom to go to whatever clinic or whatever it is to or take whatever action to help, you know, to quit smoking. You know, so. You know and so, you know, to say that uh, some people are seeing you know it is as a religious freedom to discriminate against others, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like, well, how do you get that out of that when someone's looking for help and you're saying, "Well, no, you can't help them. They have to see things my way. Everybody's entitled to my opinion. I mean that's well, that's the discri- that's the true discrimination. But I mean, you, the two...
1: you know what the irony is in this though, and I know this might be too heady for some of you, but the irony in all of this, the way that I see it, is that we we live in a culture that denies absolute truth, right? Yeah, and they promote relativism. Yep. hmm mm-hmm. And yet here you have limited, the, right? And yet here you have the LGBT lobby not allowing a person their, their truth. right, right, their truth to be, like, like, if you just argue it from the position of relativism, then the, the unwanted same-sex attracted person, they don't have even that right under that, guys. Just nix the religious stuff. Why can't they have the right to be a relativist like everybody else? Hmm?
2: Yeah, they're, they're they're true, but we well, you know the thing with relativism is it's feet firmly, firmly planted, planted in midair. mid-air. Mm-hmm. So there is there's no reason or rationale to it. There's not a there's not a line yep. of reason or logic that you can follow with it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Because it's unfounded on anything. Yeah. That 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 kind takes me back to the union. Theological Seminary. It's like, we are founded on Christian principles, but we are deeply committed to interfaith engagement.
1: Also Uh, known as deeply committed to apostasy and theological error uh, and, like, worshipping the God of this earth, Satan, as opposed to Jesus, who one day they're going to bow to, just so you know, people. Mm -hmm. So Barb says, uh, weaponized against everyone then, you know yeah yeah and you know here's the thing I and this was really laid on my heart um earlier this week. you know, I started a women's Bible study at church. Uh, I have not been in a women's Bible study in a decade. I haven't actually gone to an in-person Bible study in a decade because I was really hurting church people. I mean really, I really was, and I know a lot of you out there were too. Um, and I was telling Randall earlier this week that that I really believe that it is time. For believers, I mean real believers, not these fake believers out there, but real believers to really be very careful with who you're surrounding yourself with. uh, And pick your friends very carefully. And if your friends are not building you up in your faith, if they're not encouraging you to read God's word, to study his word, to be in his word, to be a, a woman or a man of prayer... To be a woman of service or a man of service, serving Christ first and putting him first, then you know what? Keep them at arm's length. If they're people that all they're doing is, you know, wanting to play church or they're they're a Christian in name only where, where all they do is listen to worship music, but there's no solid theological foundation to their faith or them speaking or even having any You know, if they just listen to stuff that's so, quote, Christian or whatever. But there's no fruit of repentance in their life and in your life with them. Keep them at arm's length. You don't need those people near you. Because they're not building you up in your faith. And I'm going to tell you, and I will say it, and you can hate me if you want. I don't really care because most of you are not on my short list. But what I will tell you is this. That if somebody is not building you up spiritually... And all they're doing is trying to build you up psychologically or monetarily or physically. Then don't have them close to you. Because the spiritual part of your life is way more important than everything else. Right? So if somebody... The
2: eternal part.
1: Yeah. If somebody is saying, oh, if all they're focusing on is your business, for example. And all they want to do is help you build your business. But they're not building you spiritually in that business. Then don't listen to them. If... Same thing with your health. If people, if you want to build your health, you want to make it better, right? Whatever. If they're not helping you do it God's way, then don't listen to them. And, and it's the same thing with your psychology too, right? Uh, you know, I've said so many times that psychology isn't the answer. <laughs> I say that with an MS, Masters of Science in Clinical Psychology, <laughs> You know, that's not what, that's not what healed me of my stuff. Um, You know, I'm not saying it's it's not, it's a tool, but I'm just, I'm just saying that, that if you want to study Freud over Christ, then you're going the wrong, down the wrong path, right? That's what I'm saying. If you, if you want to get into, um, you know, even some recovery circles, you know, where, they give you a higher power instead of Christ then you know i'm like no 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 cuz you know what you're not going to answer to a higher power you know you're going to answer to Christ you know and in him alone and if you don't know Christ then you need to know Christ Jesus you you have to you know because he's the answer and he's the one, he's the one that everybody neglects right and it's it's, um, it's wrong, it's inappropriate, and we are living in darker days, and I know people are like, oh, whatever, who cares, the rapture is never going to take place, the second coming doesn't exist, blah, blah, whatever. You know what? You can believe that if you want, but if I were you, I wouldn't. And I actually encourage you, And and this is another encouragement, my encouragement to you is open up the Word of God and read it. Throw away whatever Christian book that you have sitting next to you. Jesus Calling, throw it out the window. It's theologically an error, first of all. You know, other crap that's out there, you know, go ahead and throw it out. You know, just throw it out. Don't even read it. Just open up your word, the Bible, and read that. And ask God to give you understanding, and he will. That's the role of the Holy Spirit. He will actually do that. (gasps) Imagine that, people. And you would know that if you read it. (laughs) You read the book, you know, and keep people who are in your inner circle only people who are actually building you up in your faith. If they're building you up in any other way, trying to build you up financially, in your business, psychologically, or, you know, physically, in any other area, that's their main focus and they're not helping you build your, your faith spiritually, keep them far away from you. It's just a warning that I have. And I really believe that's from God. And I believe that that the time is getting close where, you know, that line, we bring it up on the show all the time, that line is being drawn. And, you know, people are going to have to make a choice whether they're going to serve God or they're going to serve money. I have friends that I know, they are, they are struggling right now because they have to make a choice in their job if they're going to serve God or they're going to serve money right? They're wrestling. What? Well, what do I do? You're, you're going to have to make a choice. You will have to make a choice. It's going to be that simple. And just because there's a lot of big ministries out there, that does not mean that they're drawing you close to God because most of them aren't. They're trying to, they're filling their coffers up, right? Um, so that's just, you know, that's my warning to you. And my exhortation to you is to examine yourself to see, first of all, if you're in the faith, make sure you're in the faith. Don't take, you know, don't pretend you're in the faith. And I will tell you how you can know if you're in the faith. Number one, if you are being convicted of sin and your attitudes, your thoughts, your judgments, the different things like that. If you are being convicted and you feel sorrow because you actually sinned against a brother or sister or you sinned against God, then that's an indicator most likely that you're a believer. But if you can callously sin against a fellow brother or sister without feeling any sorrow or repentance or anything, then I would question whether or not you're a believer or not. And there are some of you in this audience, I seriously question whether you're really a believer or not. Based on your actions. And I know some of you. And I don't say that to be mean. I say it to be honest. Because I don't want you in hell. I want you in heaven. And if you're deceiving yourself. Thinking that you're going to heaven. And you're living like the devil's children. I'm just saying. I'd be very careful. To make sure that you're in the faith. You know. Because self-deception the Bible warns us against it, and yet so few pastors bring it up, right? So, there you have it. That's all I'm going to say on that. Did you want to throw that up? Thinking about it? Yeah, go ahead. Bareface puts this up here. But these things are eternal life. They shall know you, for you alone are the God of truth and Yeshua, the Messiah, whom you have sent, John 17, 3. So, do you want to comment on that?
2: i could you
1: threw it up there for a reason so go for it
2: well that's it uh you know this this john 17 the so-called you know high priestly prayer of shua the messiah you know he had just gotten done instructing his disciples on what was going to come you know his his impending crucifixion resurrection and and um exaltation ascension that's what i was looking for Anyway, and so at the end of his instruction is this prayer. And he obviously prayed out loud because he wanted them to hear. And in that prayer where he addresses the Father and says, "In glorify the Son, that your Son may glorify you. Anyway, and he puts it out there. He says, these things are eternal life, or this is eternal life. And what, well, what is eternal life? That they may know you, the only true God, and the Messiah, Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ, whom you have sent, and that's eternal life. Eternal life isn't um, uh, f- being part of this congregation, knowing this, or being whatever. Eternal life is actually having a relationship with God the Father through the Messiah, you know, Yeshua. Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ, whom he sent. it's knowing, not knowing of or knowing about, but knowing in relationship with
0: yeah,
1: yeah, you know John says here a significant number of people find Christ via the twelve step. Oh, I agree with that. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm not bagging on the twelve steps, but what I am saying is that there are people out there though who 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 do the higher power thing, and they never come to know Christ as a result. I think the 12 steps... I think, frankly, everybody should do the 12 steps. But most people don't. So what I'm saying. One of, the, one of the things I like about the 12 steps is that it requires you to ask for forgiveness and to make amends, which most believers don't. Right? I have people in this audience who have sinned against me. They've gossiped about me. They've never apologized to me. And they expect to be in a relationship with me. <laughs> Good luck on, with that. When you repent and you ask me to forgive you... Maybe things will change, but until then, that's not going to happen, just so you know. All right. So, with that said, um, we got five minutes. So, let's go ahead and and shut the show with this one. Jesus appeared to Middle Eastern Muslim every night, recited entire the Gospel of John. God is moving. Okay? All right. So, listen to this. This is kind of a... um, I heard this story, actually. How many years ago did we go to the VOM thing?
2: It was before we moved here, so...
1: Yeah. It was probably a decade ago. Yeah. So, anyway, so this says here, a church planner working in the Middle East has shared the miraculous ways the gospel is moving across the persecuted region, including how Jesus appeared to a Muslim man every night for weeks, reciting to him the the entire gospel of John. As part of the Gospel Coalition's Something Needs to Change event held Wednesday night, David Platt, author and pastor of McLean Bible Church, held an interview with a missionary identified only as Yazim. He lives and works in a part of the Middle East where not only is it illegal to share the gospel, it's life-threatening to talk about how the gospel is advancing, Platt said. Speaking via simulcast with a disguised voice, Yazim began by stating, God is moving inside the Middle East with dreams, visions, and personal visitations. He shared the story of a man who lived about 50 kilometers outside of an unnamed Middle Eastern city known for the vast opium use. The man said this to us when we visited him. <clears throat> a man wearing all white knocked out at my door every night, and I couldn't look at him because his face was so shiny and bright. When he would come inside, he asked me to write down what he said. As I wrote, I fell asleep. The next night, he would come again for the next month. Yazim asked the man, what did you write? May I see your notebook? The man showed Yazim (coughs) his notebook. In it was written, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. The opening portion of the New Testament book of John. He had the whole book of John verbatim in his notebook, Yazim revealed. Jesus visited him every night until he finished the book. The amazing thing is the man actually asked us, who was this man that visited me? I learned a valuable lesson. God will do his part, but we still have to do ours, he added. Platt revealed that Yazim's own conversion story is miraculous. His wife was a devout Muslim who profoundly depressed by the demands of Islam, decided to take her own life. However, that very night, she heard the gospel for the first time and dedicated her life to Jesus. Following that event, she and her husband decided to stay in their homeland and dedicate their lives to sharing the gospel, despite the risks. Our focus is to make disciples who make disciples who then start new churches. We believe that what God commanded us to do is Matthew 28. We believe that if you make disciples, churches will grow.
2: There you go. That's biblical.
1: Imagine that. Yazim and his wife revealed they hope to plant 10 more churches, but making disciples takes time and funding, as new Christians must be taken to secret locations to be trained. This training, along with supporting the leaders, will cost $25,000 for 10 churches to be developed. Platt, who earlier in the night announced that proceeds from his latest book will go to the urgent needs in the world, said... Well, Yazim, we praise God for what you're doing on the front lines in the Middle East. We want you to know from your brothers and sisters who are behind you on those lines that you're not alone. anyway, so then it talks a little bit more about the money, but <clears throat> but we actually heard this same testimony um, many years ago when like I said when I when I was writing the voice of the martyrs persecution blog, um, we we actually went to Bartlesville, Oklahoma, for the convention and they they actually had, uh, <laughs> that's funny. I got a, I just got a text. Anyway, we um. They actually had. They actually shared this testimony then. Um, and it's not uncommon. I mean, this is not uncommon in the Muslim world for those Muslims who are sincerely seeking God and the real God. Uh, Christ is showing Himself, and uh, many of these Muslims are becoming radical believers, and they're actually giving up their lives for Christ. Um, in you know, as, as he calls them to, but also they're leading lots and lots of other Muslims to Christ. So that is good news because the more Muslims that find Christ, the less terrorist attacks we're going to (laughs) have. But, you know, until the Lord returns, there's still going to be, you know, uprest and not peace in the Middle East, which we want ultimately is we want peace in the Middle East. And when that happens, it will be because the, it will be because the Prince of Peace uh, which is Christ Returns. So uh, so there you have it. I hope I hope the show ministered to you. I hope it made you think a little bit. And I hope you guys have a good evening. Tomorrow night, Barefaced and I shall be back, Lord willing, at the same time. So if you have a news article or anything like that you'd like us to touch on or cover tomorrow night, let me know. You can send it to me through my website or my email. I'm pretty easy to get in touch with. So. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Have a good night. And remember, be bold, people. Stand up and go forth with God because he loves you. He does.